This is the Historian's Podcast, and I'm Bob Cudmore. We welcome the Honorable Robert Best, a retired New York State Supreme Court Justice, who previously was Fulton County Court Judge, District Attorney, and Mayor of Gloversville. He presided at numerous cases at the Fulton County Courthouse, the oldest existing courthouse in the state of New York, one of the oldest in the nation, still being used as a courthouse today. Judge Best has written a booklet on the history of the courthouse scheduled for publication with illustrations by his daughter, Meredith Best, who is a graphic artist. How did it happen that the Fulton County Courthouse was established, I believe it opened in 1772, when New York was still a colony of Great Britain? Sir William Johnson created Johnstown and was the the agent for the king, the Indian agent for the king. So all of the business relating to the Indians and the state was handled by Sir William Johnson. So he built his home in Johnstown, and it became the only village around, I guess. He suggested to the then-governor, Tryon, that there should be a county created west of Albany uh, for the doing of the legal business. Governor Tryon liked the idea, and the county was created. Tryon County was created. Sir William Johnson built the courthouse, 1772. So it was the only courthouse west of Albany in the then colony of New York. And they had their first court session in 1772. Who were the, who was the judge? I don't know that they elected a judge, but they had the the judges were all named in this article I I quoted. They were uh, relatives and friends, I think, of Sir William Johnson, although yeah. he wasn't one of them. Presiding at judges were Guy Johnson, John Butler, who was with General Braddock at Fort Duquesne the notorious butler of Butler's Rangers, and Peter Conine, who served with uh, the Tryon County Militia during the Revolution. Those, now, th- those were the judges. <laughs> How they were elected, I don't know. <laughs> or, or they were chosen, perhaps. They it, were it chosen, some... probably Sir William Johnson, because he ran everything, I suppose. It took some time to pay for the new courthouse over the over the years, right? The article says that Sir William Johnson produced 500 pounds to build the courthouse, and it was built during the summer of 1772. He not only paid the 500 pounds, but he also supplied 25 gallons of rum to refresh the brick basins, the millwrights, and the other sundry help that built the courthouse during the hot months. A fringe benefit for them. A fringe benefit, yes, exactly. So this is 1772, but Sir William Johnson's not long for this world. He died before the Revolutionary War. 
And then his son, John Johnson, kind of took over his affairs. But then John Johnson decamped from Johnstown because he was still loyal to the British and he went up to Canada and then would come back and and yeah. battle his former neighbors. They took off for Canada. All of the those that were supporters of Sir William Johnson, he died, he had died already before the revolution and had a gunshot in his, his leg or something that uh, that probably had something to do with his death. When did the court start doing court business again? You know, at, was it was toward the end of the revolution, wasn't it? They did business right straight through, I suppose. Uh, uh, I don't know what court business was done during the revolution. All of the Englishmen had left town. There was probably not much going on in the courthouse. Soon as the revolution was over, they, of course, uh, changed the name of the county from Tryon County to Montgomery County. So it became Montgomery County after the revolution. And uh, then I suppose that there were duly elected judges uh, uh, that, that held court there. Of Montgomery County, he was a... a- a patriot hero, Richard Montgomery, he was killed in a in a Revolutionary War battle. I think he was the one that uh, died in the Battle of uh, Quebec when they were mm-hmm. sieging Quebec and were unsuccessful in the, mm-hmm. winning that battle of the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. He died in the siege of Quebec. The uh, courthouse is in Johnstown. Yes. The revolution ends. Uh, and yes. so this court continues. One thing I noticed in a history book is that apparently some slaves were sold outside the Johnstown courthouse. I guess so. I took that from, uh, well, that's in the pamphlet that put that put out by Fulton County. The Southwick trial, which was uh, one of the famous trials in the courthouse, four slaves were sold outside the courthouse, bringing $450 for their lives. I don't know if it was as a result of, of court action, but probably that's where they decided to hold a sale. Again, this courthouse started in 1772. In the early years of the United States, uh, it's the courthouse for Montgomery County. Uh, at some point, residents asked that the county seat, as they call it, be moved out of Johnstown? The story was that uh, Johnstown is about five, six miles north of the Mohawk River. And the main road to it back in those days went from Amsterdam up northwest to Johnstown. And it didn't follow the river, but it came up through an Indian path, I suppose. And what was west of Johnstown <laughs> wasn't developed at all. But during those early years of, uh, after the war, in the early uh, 1800s, development along the river became the big thing. And they built the Erie Canal, and they built the railroad along the river. Everybody else 
was going down along the river, too. They wanted to have the county seat down by the the new development, and they persuaded the the legislature to, to do that in the 1830s. The legislature changed Montgomery County Courthouse, had it sold, and built another courthouse in Fonda, which is on the river. That then became the county seat of Montgomery County. The courthouse in Johnstown was was sold to pri- uh, private citizens, right? That's right. Well, no, it was ordered sold by the legislature that created uh, the new courthouse in, uh, in Montgomery County. But it was purchased by local citizens. It was sold for $1,200 or something like that. It was purchased by two local citizens. Handling this was the uh, so-called father of Fulton County because he, a lawyer by the name of Katy was a Johnstown resident, of, and he was a well-known lawyer. Mm-hmm. And I suspect that he had two citizens buy the place because mm-hmm. a year later they had a lo- new legislation from the St- Albany to create Fulton County, and they had and the legislation provided that they had to have it, the courthouse, in the existing courthouse in Johnstown. And so they paid the $1,200 or whatever it was and bought the courthouse back, and it then became Fulton County Courthouse. Fulton was a a somewhat well-known citizen from who developed the, the steam engine propelled boats on the Hudson River, and that was a big thing at that time. So they named it Fulton County. Incidentally, Fulton was also Katie's wife's cousin. So So Fulton was Robert Fulton, right? Yes. The the name Katie. What relationship was this father of Fulton County named Katie to Elizabeth Katie Stanton, the suffragist? also her father. Uh, I thought so. She, of course, uh, grew up in Johnstown in his house with her childhood. Judge Judge Katie, I'll call him Judge, he wasn't a judge yet, but he trained lawyers in his house. That was the way they learned the law in those days, I guess. And she became acquainted with the lawyers that were studying in his house, and and she became interested in the law. Incidentally, Katie made it well known that uh, he was she were a boy, so she could become a lawyer too. But in those days, they didn't have girl women studying law. It wasn't done, so she couldn't become a lawyer. But anyway, she studied his books and learned of all of the injustices that were, the women had uh, very little rights, including they couldn't own property, or if they got married, the the property they had would be controlled by their husband. And upon the husband's death, 
if she survived, the property would ordinarily be willed to the oldest son, and then with the condition that she be a, a wife be allowed to stay in the house. At that time, women couldn't vote, of course. They couldn't own this property. They couldn't will property to other people, I, I suppose. So she became very disturbed about this. She decided that she was going to cut all the laws out of his books that pertain to these injustices to women. And that would end it. He found out about her desire to cut up his books, and he told her, you know, if you cut them out of my books, they'll, they'll just be in somebody else's law books, and they're the laws of the state. So you have to go down to Albany and make a speech and tell them to change the laws. Then everybody's law books will be the same, and, and the women's rights will be as the new law would be. She then decided that maybe that's what she might want to do. She might want to become some kind of a, a worker for women's rights. And that's what happened. And Judge Katie was Daniel Katie, is that so? That's right. I think that's his name. What, what are some of the other important things that happened at the Fulton County Courthouse through the years? One of the, the things that they talk about in the history of the courthouse was a, a trial of uh, bribery for uh, trying to bribe a state senator for creating the Bank of America in New York City. And it was, the trial was held in Fulton County because uh, the defendant lived in Fulton County. It was a big deal because this was back in uh, 1812 or something like that when the, when the co country was expanding and banking was important, uh, becoming important. They held a, a trial in Fulton County. They hired a high-priced lawyer to defend the guy who happened to be the notorious mm -hmm. Aaron Burr. Oh, and uh, he came up and defended the guy. They they won the trial. He had two other lawyers with him, one of which was Daniel Cady, who was a successful lawyer in his own right. So anyway, the Southwick trial was was supposedly the biggest thing that happened in in the Fulton County Courthouse in 1812. Well, let me ask you this about your time at the courthouse. What was it like to hold court in this old building? I mean, has it been kept up over the years or, or not? And uh, yeah, what is it like? Well, it was just like an old courthouse. It was kept up in 1980-something. They, they had a, an architectural firm go through it and decide whether something should be done with it. And they gave it good marks with regard to its physical condition and said that it could continue being a courthouse with, they needed air conditioning in it and a few other things, but otherwise it passed muster. So holding court in it was just a, a habit uh, with me. It was there before I was uh, elected and I, ho I hoped that it would stay after I was elected. It looked like a 
from an old movie of what a courthouse looks like, and it still does. A, a landmark in the in the town of city of Johnstown, and I I I I'm glad that it still is. And did they finally air condition it? They air conditioned it. They've put some equipment in there now, I think, to uh, produce video for the jury to see, and uh, and made other improvements, <laughs> including having a, a detail of guardsmen <laughs> security for the for the courthouse. Let me um, ask you about the the booklet that you're uh, putting out about the Fulton County Courthouse. What is yeah. the name of the what is the name of the booklet? What do you call it? I call it. It's I on the cover it's, it, of this particular one. It says "History of the Fulton County Courthouse as of August 2019." I call it "History of the Fulton County Courthouse and Everything West of Albany." That's the way it was created when it was built. It was the court, only courthouse west of Albany. And had the jurisdiction, I suppose, of all of that land that was Indian Indian land and undeveloped. I say everything west of Albany. Now, your daughter Meredith Best is doing um, artwork for for the pamphlet, right? Yes, she's drawn some pictures of Sir William Johnson and Elizabeth Cady Stanton and and other people that are mentioned in the courthouse. In, the, in this brochure, and also you just uh, you a woman is writing another uh, chapter here, the town historian or something like that. Uh, we have to have a, a a forward for the book before you know before we publish it. That's being written, I hope, by uh, a, a lady that, that helped me write the book in the first place, Sandy Maseka. She's a local woman that's interested in. Uh, historical things, and, and particularly Elizabeth Cady Stanton. Robert Best is a, a retired state Supreme Court justice. Let me ask you about uh, your career. You're not originally from Johnstown. You were from no. Pennsylvania? I was from Hazleton, Pennsylvania. Well, I was born in Du Bois, Pennsylvania. My father was a manager of Woolworth stores, and he was transferred from time to time. He went to Tomaqua. He went to Hazelton. I grew up basically in Hazelton. That's where I went to school. Uh, and I went to a so-called prep school in Fremont, Pennsylvania, the Mining and Mechanical Institute, where they taught people how to mine hard coal. That was the business around Hazelton at that time. The school was created for the people that worked in the mines so their children could have a, an education. And they were primarily educated in how to do mining work in hard coal anthracite mines. You went into and the I Navy? I went on to Hobart College and, uh, in, in Geneva, New York. And during that time, I was in touch with my uncle, who lived in Gloversville, and who was a, I think he, he was a judge at that time. When I got out of Hobart, I went to Albany Law School and kept in touch with my uncle. And uh, then I went in the Navy, and I was a JAG officer for 
after I got out of the Navy, I went back with my uncle and was his clerk for uh, about 10 years. That was Willard Best, right? Willard Best, yes. He was a well-known lawyer back in those days and a well-known judge. There hadn't been a, a Supreme Court judge in Fulton County for 40 years before he got elected. The last one had been elected in, at the turn of the century, about 1900 or, or thereabouts. He was, it was a long time before they had another one in Fulton County. So you must have liked it in Gloversville. You stayed. Oh, yeah. We stayed. We enjoyed it. I brought my family here from San Diego. We gave up the good city of San Diego and then came <laughs> to Gloversville. I, we enjoyed it very much. And, and then you, in the 1970s, is this, you were elected mayor of Gloversville? 69, I think. I had elected and took office in 1970. And then you were elected district attorney? Yes. That was uh, about three years after I got out of being a mayor. And after district attorney, you became a, the Fulton County judge? Yes. But that's elected as well. You had to run for that's that. That's elected. And then uh, 10 years later, I became a Supreme Court judge. I was elected Supreme Court judge. And you retired in... 2006, you're thereabouts. That's right. Judge Best, I thank you for talking with us about the old courthouse. Well, I didn't get into the effort we made to keep it a a courthouse, but I do think that it's going to be uh, kept in the future, at least as long as I'm around. And since it's uh, been decided to fix it up and, and used... As the courthouse in Fulton County, they've done quite a bit about fixing it up, uh, making sure that uh, people know about the history of it, I think. They've decorated well, a little bit on the outside, and they've improved the building. Their, their, their attention is now more directed to keeping the building than building another one and having the historical background uh, for the public to know about. So. I, I, I think it'll I think it'll last. Well let's hope so. It's lasted right. a long time already. Yes, it has. But there's not many things left around nowadays uh, that uh reflect uh, the past and uh I hope this doesn't become one of those monuments that the Somebody decides they want to tear down or burn or something like, <laughs> like is happening in other places. Judge Robert Best, I thank you very much for talking with us. Well, it's my pleasure. Meredith Best is the daughter of Judge Robert Best and is providing the artwork for her father's booklet on the historic Johnstown, New York courthouse. What are some of the uh, illustrations that you're going to use in the book? On the probably on the cover will be a drawing of the courthouse. Big surprise, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll have definitely a drawing of Sir William Johnson, um, since he was in charge of having it built. I believe there might be a picture of a bell. Um, there might be a picture of a keg of rum, since I think <laughs> the laborers who they were paid with rum sometimes. Yes. Um, yes. Yep. Uh, there was a famous murder trial with Elizabeth Van Valken, 
who confessed to murdering two husbands <laughs> or something like that. So double black widow, she was called. Um, so there might be an illustration of that or maybe a gallows. Um, of course, there's going to be um, a picture of Elizabeth Cady Stanton, who was the daughter of Judge Cady and who grew up in Johnstown and frequented the courthouse. And she said that's where she got her, you know, she learned about all the rights that women didn't have at the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, he really, my father, uh, Judge Best, whatever, would really like to have the pictures of the judges that are in the courthouse. So those will Mm -hmm. be photos. Mm -hmm. So I'll do photos. There'll be um, one, two, three. There'll be Judge Katie, Judge Edgar Spencer, Willard Best, who was my great uncle, Arthur Alisi, um, Carol Walsh, Robert P. Best, my father, and Richard T. Alisi, who mm. is the son of Arthur Alisi also. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned Elizabeth uh, Cady uh, hanging out at the courthouse. How about you? I mean, did you ever do that when your father was presiding or something like that? Was that a building that you'd go to when you were a young kid? Well, he... Yeah, he was not the Supreme Court judge when I was a young kid. Um, when I was a kid, he had a law firm in Gloversville where I did work as a teenager for him, like as a, you know, when his secretary went on vacation type of thing. So we would sit in there in the summers and answer the phones and do paperwork and filing and things like that. Um, he was elected um, to the Supreme Court judge. I think I was... You know, later in my life, I was probably 30 or 40, so I wasn't living in Gloversville anymore. Okay. So you really didn't have occasion to go there yourself? I I mean, I've been there before, maybe like, you know, a few times, but yeah, not so much. Not as a child, no. And that's, I think, when she did visit it, when she was young, you know? Right, when Elizabeth Cady visited it. Yeah, correct. What was it like, though, to be the offspring of a well-known figure in a in a small town? Well, you know, truthfully, when I was a kid, like a young teenager, he was the mayor of Gloversville. So, um, yeah, and one time I remember we were at home alone. You know, they had gone out. It was, I don't know when it was. And the police came to our door. And we were, like, really nervous, like, oh, my gosh, what did we do? You know what I mean? But uh, they were just giving him a piece of paper for something, for being, you know what I mean? It was some kind of a, they were dropping something off for him. But I do think that we were conscious of it and therefore had to, you know, stand a little straighter up, so to speak. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. So you work now as an artist, or what, what is it you do? Yeah, I teach art at Gilderland High School. And um, I also make um, sort of comic books. Um, my character is Solar Power Girl. Mm-hmm. And who is uh, Solar Power Girl? Um, she's this character, and she's kind of going through changes now. But um, the first book came out about four years ago, and... Um, so now uh, she's changed in the way she looks. The style of drawing has changed. Also, sort of the way she talks and what happens. She is a character who has extra powers. Like, she gets her power from the sun. 
So, and she, you know, went out into the desert and sort of got electrified, so to speak. And so, yeah, so now when she gets, like, overly upset or anything, she can, she can, like, shut the lights out in a building, turn the power off. She, like, has a charge. Can we uh, buy these at, like, Amazon and stuff, or what's going on with that? I believe so. Um, I also have them available... I'll have them available on Etsy at Solar Power Girl Art, I think. And um, I think Amazon, if you type in Solar Power Girl uh, comic book, I'm pretty sure it's on there. Um, I haven't checked it lately. You've been listening to the Historian's Podcast. I'm Bob Cudmore.